Hello, everyone, and welcome to Success Shorts. I'm Arul Chanel. Today, we're joined by Peter Townsend. Peter is the founder of Lift Brands, which is the world's largest wellness franchise organization. Their franchises include Snap Fitness, Yoga Fit Studios, and Nine Round, which are those hugely popular fitness kickboxing gyms. Now, Peter and I have a terrific discussion around some very practical and actionable topics from transitioning to new endeavors to cleaning your proverbial house and how to effectively take action. So I hope you really enjoy our time with Peter. Let's go. Peter, I know that you're an extremely busy guy, so I really want to thank you for taking the time to join us. It's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. That's great. So I've enjoyed watching some of your Instagram videos. I find them very motivating. You have just a ton of perspective to offer. But when it comes to COVID and this new paradigm, now, I mean, there's no denying that there's been a negative impact to some of what's gone on. But I'm curious what you've learned about yourself and if it's kind of presented any opportunities that you found yourself in. That's such a great question. You know, for me, just the, the unpredictability of COVID and Early on, when the government got involved and they really made a point to shut everything down, everyone was very compliant, saying, you know, why that's probably the right thing to do, shut it down. And there was so much uncertainty in the marketplace. And for me and my brands, we went from having 6,000 locations open around the world to shutting them all down. So at one point, every one of our facilities was closed across every one of our brands, and everyone was kind of waiting. And no one knew that it was going to be months on end before we were going to be given the green light to open the, the facilities back up. So it was very trying time. So the lesson that I learned through this is the importance of having capital on the sidelines, having, I always like to say, having dry powder on the sidelines for these unpredictable moments. And unfortunately, uh, today we're going to see around the world thousands of businesses closing because they've been over levered. They've been tasked with this unpredictable environment that we're in. And some of them are not going to be able to carry through, even though our government's done a great job on on trying to subsidize and and help with the employment of some of these people. I think there's still a lot to come here in in the late fourth quarter, first quarter of next year. When you think about it, this is still such a new phenomenon. Like normally it takes multiple years to figure out how to deal with something like COVID. And we're just trying to like fumble through and figure out how do we make this work. But your point about having dry powder, I want to hit on that for just a second, because you're the first person who's actually referenced that, because this is a question that I ask a lot of people. But it's something that I actually felt in my own life, because it is very easy to become over levered. And you know that along the way, because you can tell, you know, paycheck to paycheck, starting to question, should I do this or that? I think those are questions that coming out of this situation, hopefully it's opened our eyes a little bit to the importance of saying no to some things. Um, Absolutely. I think that that's such a great point. If you think about it too, pre-COVID, our stock market was at an all-time high. Unemployment was at an all-time low. People were prospering. I mean, the United States was in an unbelievable great place. And then suddenly everybody felt like they were just completely blindsided. And it came so fast. It's, it's really unfortunate, but it really forced people to take a step back and really reflect on how they're living their lives, where they're spending their money, and really having to reel in their budgets and really de- decipher between needs and wants, cutting out the things that weren't absolutely necessities 
as they're trying to, to forge their way through some sort of financial stability. It's been very, very trying times for, for most of the people across this country anyway. Most definitely. And I'm assuming that it's like that elsewhere too. This is a global thing. So I hope that whoever is listening, just kind of look at this discussion that Peter and I are, are about to have. I mean, we're going to be talking about some common themes that run through your life. And in particular, I really wanted to focus on this theme that I saw in one of your videos that you were talking about around growth and action. Like your whole life is based around that. And I think that that's what we're going to need to come out of this the right way. So that's what, that's where I want to put our energies today. When you think about those two traits, and I want to start from a very base level because some people are going to be starting from a base level and they're not going to be coming from a point where they've established a, a business empire or have had a long track record at an employer, but they're going to be starting from like square one. So I'm curious, where did you initially grasp the mindset of productive reflection and how did you drive that forward to really instill this action that's driven you to success? A lot of it is attitude. I mean, I had the good fortune of watching my father work. My dad owned a small grocery store in the hometown I grew up in, and I saw firsthand just his work ethic, and he never put himself above any job within his grocery store. You would see him at the checkout stand. You'd see him stocking shelves, carrying out groceries. And the beautiful part around that, and I didn't realize it as I was a small boy, but as I got older, I realized the loyalty that he had amongst all of his employees. And Winning in business and winning in life, it's a team sport, right? You've got to surround yourself with great people that are all willing to pull deep on the oars that share in the same vision and passion as you have. So for me, it starts with attitude, trying getting up every day with a positive attitude. Not every day you wake up, it's kittens, balloons, and butterflies, right? So we all have those challenging moments, but it's having the positive attitude and confidence that you're going to get through it. So for me, it's attitude, and then it's followed up very closely by discipline. You need to have great discipline to be able to move the ball down the field in whatever your goals are in your life. Uh, because uh, without discipline, it's, it's really easy to give up or get distracted. So you need to be really consistent, have the right attitude, and have great discipline. I like that. And it sounds like your dad, as this early role model, also had a lot of humility. Even to this day, he's just a really salty-the-earth kind of guy, a man's man. He's a, he's a rancher now out in South Dakota, of all places, but he just absolutely loves it. He's got a great life, and he'll give you the shirt off his back. He's just a straight-shooting, hard-working guy, which is really admirable in today's day and age. It is, because in today's day and age, there are so many distractions that are, quite honestly, very unimportant when it comes down to it. And to kind of strip all that away and take a step back and think about what are those core qualities that we want to focus on, I think that's just such an important step that kind of gets lost in the noise of the day-to-day. -day. And you've had a really long career that's kind of reflected that hard work and attitude and discipline that you were just speaking about. I think it's around 30 years you've been in the, the wellness industry um, from when you first started. I'm assuming with the economy going through its cycles as it has and just the nature of people in general when it comes to wellness, that you've probably had a lot of ups and downs during that period. So I'm curious, how have you taken that early mindset of reflection and action and, and allowed it to help you make it through a tough time? You know, as I said early, earlier, attitude is everything. The attitude that you put forth in the others is generally what you get back. And when you're going through tough times, you need to have confidence in yourself that you will get through it. So confidence in yourself and having the right attitude and then surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And sometimes people underestimate the relevance of who are the people within their inner circle. And I, I talk about this all the time with people and say, look at your text messages 
from your five closest friends and, and ask yourself, are they fanning your flames or are they dousing your flames? And that's so important today's day and age. Life is as hard as it is. You need to have people around you that are going to be supportive and boost you up when you're having hard days or tough days. And when you do fail, which, which none of us like to do, but it's part of life, that they don't say, yeah, I was wondering why you would do that. Instead, they take it from a more positive approach and say, you know what, at least you tried. And if you don't try, you never win. And, and just being a little bit more positive and reflective that way, rather than having a, a negative impact on you. It's just so, so important who you surround yourself with. We're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, right? I think there's some truth in that. It just be really intentional in who you surround yourself with. And I deal with it a lot as I'm consulting with people. They, they get stuck in this rut. The biggest problem is we need to do some mental house cleaning because they have in their head that everything to them seems impossible. And nothing is possible if you don't believe in yourself. So you just got to surround yourself with, with some great people and then be really intentional on how you want to show up in life every day. That wisdom, I don't think, is something that we naturally just stumble into. I think it's a learned thing. So was there an instance in the past where you had to do that mental house cleaning and really assess, you know, who are these people? Is there someone I need to cut out? And that's kind of opened the door for you to excel further? Yeah, for me, honestly, I mean, early through my life, up until probably five years ago, I was motivated by money. And I'm a little embarrassed to, to say it, but... I was motivated by financial gain. Now, and don't get me wrong, I took risk. I was hardworking. I surrounded myself with great people. As I said earlier, winning is a team sport. So I empowered a lot of people around me to grow within my company. But about five years ago, I had this just the, this reflection of even though I had so many financial gains in my life and did so many amazing deals, I didn't find myself being fulfilled. And it was at that point that I said, look, you know, I'm going to quit focusing so much on driving business and focus more on reconnecting with old friends that I had lost along the way by being so driven to be financially stable and, and build these companies that I disconnected myself from a lot of my friends. And I wanted to be a little bit more intentional with the conversations I was having and the people that I was coming across in my life. And so I just did some house cleaning that way, just saying, look, I'm going to be more intentional with what I do. I'm going to focus on my philanthropy and be um, present in the moments with, with the people that I'm with. That's great. Because I think a lot of us have those moments where we realize that we are really disconnected from ourselves. But to actually reflect enough to the point where you decide, okay, this is important enough to me that I'm going to take some action and I'm going to write some of these things that are making me feel a little off kilter. That's a pretty big thing. We don't give ourselves enough credit in those moments. You have to look in the mirror and be intentional on what things you want to change in your life. And really for me, it was just making mental notes of things that were going to be important for me, even reconnecting with my kids. And even though my kids today are in their mid twenties down to early twenties, just reconnecting with them and just being present for them, being present with my friends, and then still being driven. I'm st I still own a lot of companies, involved in a lot of companies. I do a lot of consulting. And what I also find is very rewarding and fulfilling for me is helping people take off the shackles that they put on themselves, as I said earlier, about not believing that they're capable of winning their dream. And a lot of times the biggest thing they need to clean up is the six inches between their ears and just let go of some of the things in the past and, and really just dig in and focus on what their dream looks like and then being intentional on how to get to that goal. Removing that negative self-talk that's holding people back is definitely a thing that I'd, I'd kind of like to want to finish on because you know recently you actually stepped back as a CEO of Lyft Brands 
and you decided, you know what, there are other things at this point in your life that are, from the sounds of what I've heard, far more important to you. Can you give us an example of how you kind of use this house cleaning and action mindset to handle that transition? But then also for the listeners who are out there thinking about, okay, this is well and good, but you know what, I have a very different financial situation. How can they begin to apply this to help them kind of clear out those six inches in between their ears so that they can move forward more productively? Yeah, sure. And just for me, stepping down as the CEO of my primary company, Lift Brands, about a year and a half ago now, that was an awakening for me because like, that was the first time in 30 plus years that I had not gotten up and gone to work every single day. So my world changed dramatically and uh, it almost felt like everyone was going to school and I was staying at home, if you can remember that feeling. And <laughs> so for me, getting really reflective on how, how did I want to show up from that point moving forward? And I purposely didn't do anything for two months just to kind of let it all settle in a little bit and be really intentional about what I wanted to do moving forward. So I set a plan and, that, and that's the plan that I live today with how I want to move forward, but how I help others. And I just tell people, look, there is a process to achieving whatever your goals are. The first thing you need to do is to visualize the goal. That's the first thing you need to do. And, and it, it requires movement and it requires action. So visualize your goal. Then you need to create a plan around that goal and make sure that, that you apply the necessary resources within your plan and that it's measurable. So you can measure the progress along the way. So you have these, these small milestones along the way so you can see progress. And also the reason you want to be able to measure it is in some cases you have to pivot along the way because things change, obviously. Look at COVID. That turned most people's life on its ear. And then the last thing is just having the discipline and confidence in yourself to, to give yourself a chance to execute on, on whatever that initial goal was of yours. I mean, we all have to chase our dream, but first thing we need to do is identify what is that dream and then set a course and a plan to reach it. I think it's a very uh, logical and attainable set of steps that you just laid out there for us. And one of the things we have to realize is that we only get one go around with this. So to not take those steps, especially while I'm assuming that most of the people listening to this are still in phases of their life where they can make big changes and live far more fulfilling lives for the next 30, 40, 50, maybe 60 years. So don't you think it's worth it to kind of take that? So visualize the goal, create a plan, set those milestones, be flexible and you know, have the confidence that you can move yourself along this. Like those are just really great points. And yeah. I, Peter, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us. Errol, it's been my pleasure. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it and the great lines of questions that you had today. I appreciate being a part of your program today. Definitely. Thank you. And that's all we have for this episode of Success Shorts. Hopefully you found today's topic useful. And remember, have fun, stay curious, and keep it short. Mm -hmm.